50 grand in the bank. So I'm like really happy right now. I'm telling you this is positive. Hell yeah, here. that's a yeah. great, <laughs> great drive to the bank. Drop it off to the bank. I All like right, baby, we're gonna get started. Thank you guys so much for uh, your time. I know, shit, all of you guys are getting out of the office right now, getting your cars, going home. Arvid, you're going back to the office. I mean, there's, you guys are so busy, but here's a great thing. You're willing to give it away. And that's what we're doing today. We're gonna talk to the AACA community and the Gallerites and give it away. We're gonna give away what you have been growing in your own personal leadership and second, learning how to lead others. And through that, we're hoping to create an invitation for the Gallerites to be a part of the Fire Formula community, or vice versa, for the Fire Formula community to be part of the Gallerites, but for that synergy to happen. Okay? <laughs> Frances, she got a hug and all. Oh, loving. Who is that? This is Maddie. This is my goddaughter. Oh, how sweet. She's gorgeous. Oh, I love you. Oh, my stars. I love you. She is gorgeous. Isn't she? So cute. <laughs> All right. So this is very informal and even impromptu. We're not going to do this till next week. But everybody's schedule so crazy. Tonight, we got to the last minute. Everybody's driving home and everything. So, again, I want to acknowledge you guys for being here to give okay. it away. Give it away to your community, the Gallerites. So, um, we're just going to talk about leadership and how the fire department is supporting you, okay? Are you ordering food? <laughs> Are you ordering no food? No bun seeds, please. We're going to the money at the bank. Oh, yeah. He's trying to make off. a deposit. Hey, you are. Do it, baby. He's dropping a big deposit off right now. So that's great. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around Robin. Everybody's going to introduce themselves just so you ha let them know who you are. So name your practice, how long you've been at Gallerite, and something they might not know about you. I know you guys have been Gallerites for a long time but you haven't seen them since COVID. Maybe something funny that's happened since COVID, okay? Name, your practice, how long you been Gallerite, who's your team, I know you guys got squads, and something that happened to you since COVID that they might not know. You know, you might grow in a third toe or something since COVID. So who's first? I'll go, I'll go first. So uh, Jeff Booski, main practice is Granbury, Texas. And I have second practice in Mansfield, Texas, which is halfway between Dallas, Fort Worth. And I joined the Gallerites in May of 2019. And my team is Amir's team, Save the Best for Last. So that's the name of our team. Um, but yeah, something about me that you may or may not know. Um, I have been practicing now for, for 23 years and have been through the gamut of about everything. Um, and just recently figured out that I wasn't going to die. So that was actually a really good thing. <laughs> kind of <laughs> grateful for that. Um, no, in all seriousness, I, I do, uh, I, I'm very grateful. I thought I was actually going to be having an aneurysm or a stroke a couple weeks ago and found out that I've got just some, uh, some bulging discs in my neck. I never thought I'd be thankful for that, but I really am super grateful because that means that my time on this planet is not quite up yet. We will so woo! Celebrate. Yeah! So All right. About me. That's next? worth celebrating. Yes, it is. Who's next? I guess I'll go. Um, I am Mike Chassar. I am on Arch Madness, which is uh, the president is sitting over on the other screen. Danny, that's <laughs> also my, um, my lovely wife. Um, our practice is outside of St. Louis in the Metro East area. 
I practice in a small town called Troy, Illinois. Um, very small town, but I like it. Um, let's see here. What's cool that happened to me about since COVID or anything interesting? Well, I started doing this. That's pretty cool. Actually, it's freaking awesome. So <laughs> not to be like the super gunner, you know, cheerleader boy, but uh, I think that um, I'm very thankful that this whole coronavirus thing happened because yes. it allowed me to um, – really embark on a process and a road and a journey that's allowed me to really uh, blossom and become the best version of myself. And I think there's really nothing that's better than that. So that's awesome. Woo. Love yeah. having you part of it, Mike. You're amazing. Yes. yes. Who well, if you want something goofy? Um, I did eat a 48 ounce steak one. So <laughs> that's a big, well, we're going to do that when I come see you, Mike, we're going to do that together. 48. I'm not, I'm not sharing. I don't share. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Who's next? I can go. Um, my name is Danny Chassar. I am Mike's wife. And um, I have been blessed to be a gallerite since 2015. So it's been five years since I met a lot of you. And I was actually in Miami when Jeff joined um, as a gallerite and went through re-engage. Um, I'm wearing my rocking my GRC shirt. Ooh, cool. And ready for November, thinking happy <laughs> thoughts. Um, but I am part of Arch Madness um, out of St. Louis. And um, I practice at Sunflower Dental, which opened in December of 2019. We weren't open for 90 days when COVID hit, but we're good. We're all doing good. And um, something that has happened to me since um, the pandemic is that I am now training for a half marathon. So um, nothing crazy, but, but doing it. So yeah. That's pretty crazy for a COVID lockdown. Half, they said the half marathons are like running full marathons right now. I I will never train for a full marathon. My body would <laughs> They'll literally never say just never. fall to pieces. Never know. Yeah. That's never great. Never know. I All know. right. Who's next? Francis, you got rid of the godchild. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. I am Francis Yankee. I practice in Mill Valley, California. I am president of the Hells Aligners, which is the best name ever. And we have an awesome tattoo. Um, I also think that COVID has kind of been a little bit of a blessing in many ways. Um, certainly doing the 30-day challenge and now the 90-day challenge has been a game changer for me and uh, in many ways. So what have I done since uh, COVID? Well, I'm getting back into horseback riding and I'm getting into archery and then I'm going to combine the two. Which is cool. Yo! Nice. Yeah. Maybe a little, maybe a little shooting too. Get, need the right horse for that though. But, oh uh, my yeah. stars. Oh, don't get, let's keep her on our good side, everyone. Yes. <laughs> hey, Francis, I have a horse show in front of my house. Nice. It's cool. It's beautiful. They come by. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> All right, who's next? Who has got Arvin? My left, I'll go on the list here. So my name is Dr. Arvin Petrie. I just turned 37 years young this weekend, and I've been practicing dentist for my 10th year officially as of this month. I have a private practice in Tacoma, Washington. 
And COVID was uh, COVID was an insult to injury in my personal life, professional life when it hit in March. Uh, we we stayed open during the shutdown, and I became a glorified endodontist, oral surgeon, and psychiatric therapist, um, and also a basket case. As Sebastian knows, because him and Jeff Booski decided to adopt my ass up for January in Jamaica. So, <laughs> um, I got to tell you all, it's been a hell of a trip in my life the last year, from the lowest depths of depression to probably the best mental health of my life. And I don't say probably; I am in the best mental health of my life. My choice am I doing that? You know, I'm grateful for this group. I'm grateful for the camaraderie, the friendship, and the guidance. And I couldn't say better things. And there's deep love here and deep, deep respect. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And that's true. I mean, after uh, COVID hit in January, God just brought us all together. It's been a great relationship. I'm honored. Serious. Are you add so much to the community? And I think everyone here testified to that. Has everyone gone? I'm sorry, we've had a lot of action going on You're here. Missing one, Miss Jill. Jill, right? Yep. Where's Jill? Hello. I'm once again getting gas because it seems like I'm getting gas like all the time now. Uh, since COVID, I decided to sell my house, um, move my children to Stephenville, Texas, which is a mere two hours away from my dental practice, um, so that I could fulfill some lost joy in my life that I haven't been having for a while, although a successful practice, um, just realized that I just didn't have a lot of joy in my life anymore. And um, so I moved out there with a fellow hero, Stephen uh, LeDuc, and uh we are raising our um, six girls together. Yes, I said six. 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 You guys uh, are like I, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, the Brady Bunch, man. So needless to say, I'm on the road all the time. But um, I also have been uh, through the re-engage program. I really don't remember when it was. I think it was either a summer ago or two summers ago in uh, – I want to say, I know it was in Florida. It could have been Miami. Not really sure. Part of those evenings, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> that sounds and, about uh, right. I think we were called uh, the ghost. The ghost of... Because that's what happens when you... Something. That's what happens when you have a party with the Gallerites. You turn right. into a ghost yep. and disappear. <laughs> yeah. the, the, you're the ghost of P.O.B. Ghost of P.O.B. There you go. P.O.B. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, again, the reason we're getting here, and you guys, most of you Gallerites already recognize know these people. We want to introduce you because there are some new Gallerites. And the only purpose of our conversation tonight is we've had the privilege to be on a journey with each other for 30 days minimum. We call that the, uh, the sprint. We got to know each other, the 30-day sprint. And that's actually what we're inviting you guys into. After all this, we're going to invite you to try our community for free for 30 days. And these spaces will be with you, journeying with you, in fact, leading you through those 30 days. Then we reset it, and we did a 90-day, and we're just about on the mark, uh, at the mark of our 60-day together um, as a community. And so we're here to share with you about leadership, because that's what changed in our, all of our lives. So the question I'm going to ask you guys, the panel here, is this. What leadership were you looking for? or that you needed before you started this journey together? What was the leadership that you were looking for or needed before we got here in this community together? And Francis, if you're ready, I'd like you to go first because I know you have your uh, granddaughter there and granddaughter, your goddaughter there and you uh, may have to go sooner than later. But what leadership did you need 
What were you looking for before you started with this community? Sorry, I had to re-unmute. Um, I really was basically wanting to do the challenge so that I could get more in touch with myself, be in touch with being a better leader, get my practice in order, get my life in order. I had some changes over the last year that, that weren't so fun and wanted to just get my head on straight and learn more about me in general which will then lead to being a better leader all around, better friend, better everything, and better parent, and find a, find a balance because yeah. I was just working, 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 and that can't be your all identity. So so there's two I things want, you said that's really beautiful, Francis. I want to make sure I heard you correctly. One, you need to do self-leadership. You were there and you were – I mean, that's that's a very – that's a true leader who's humble enough to say, you know what? I need to learn to lead myself. Things aren't working for not balance. I mean, I'm just overweighted with work. And the second thing you talk about is finding this balance, which we'll touch on briefly, but we don't say there's a balance. Okay, we got your alarm. <laughs> we say there is a priority and we call it a domino and we take care of that priority or that domino fall knocks all the other uh, domains in place. We'll talk about that in a minute. But everyone else on the screen, is Francis the only one where did you guys have similar intentions when you came on this journey that you needed to learn how to lead yourself? And if that's true, what did that mean to lead yourself? What did you need to lead about yourself? Does that make sense? All right. So maybe you know Francis or one of you guys, but what did you need to leave about yourself? So for Was me, your physical health, spiritual. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Uh, okay, so I don't know if you're asking Francis or just general. Yeah, you, everybody. yeah everybody in general. Sorry, thank you for the clarity. Well, for me, I mean, I didn't even know what the concept of leadership was. I couldn't lead a rock out of a paper bag probably <laughs> six months ago, and after even the paper bag was wet, I mean, I, I still wouldn't be able to lead the rock out of it. But um, so first of all, that that. I just started doing the journey just because why the hell not um, kind of situation. But then I discovered so much that I didn't realize was happening um, that uh, this whole new world up opened up to me to become a leader of myself, which is kind of like the first phase. What, I didn't even think I could be a leader. If someone would say Mike chats are in leader in the same sentence, I thought maybe they were, you know, smoking too much doob or something like that. But, um, <laughs> No, so I figured out that one, I could lead myself. And then once you lead yourself, you're able to lead your family and then lead your team and your business and everything. And it's just like the whole world opens up to you and it's it's quite amazing. So for me, it was just a, a profound experience because I didn't even know what I didn't know back then. I was just going through the motions. And then once you realize that this whole other world exists outside of the one that you were, you know, framed yourself, it's it's, it's it was just a beautiful thing. So. I guess that's my oh, that's beautiful. No, that's beautiful, Mike. Let me ask you a question. What one specific thing did you lead yourself or learn to quit and lead yourself? Was it, you know, because we do meditation, we yes. do journaling, we do exercise, we do uh, relationship exercises, we do all that. But what one specific thing did you lead yourself that you look back and you're like, damn, that was awesome? Well, I mean, just uh, it's, it's hard to be specific with one thing when every single thing is changed. So, I mean, I, I can't be more specific than just a general leadership skill. 
um, my family, my business, everything's 10 times better. So sorry if that's not answering your question, Sebastian. No, I get it. I get it's because right now it's still new for you. It's, it's great. Wait till our train next at the end of the month. You're going to have a lot of specifics somewhere. It'll be cool. You'll see. Thanks for that, Mike. And anybody sure. chime in all these questions for everyone. Francis just burned it for us because she said she was off balance. She was all workaholic for that season. And she needed something, and she found that she needed to invest in herself. She needed to lead herself. How about one of you other guys? What did you lead in yourself, or did you find that leading yourself was crucial? I can go. Um, I, when you, um, Sebastian, you and I spoke, it was before the pandemic, and um, we had a good call, and you asked me specifically what of the, the four areas that we focus on um, would be the one that I would want that I would need the most. And I chose faith. I don't know if it's mine. I'm getting some kind of a back. I'm sorry. I'm meeting somebody. Go for it. I'm not sure. I, yeah, okay. one of our speakers is giving you feedback. There you go. I muted everybody. Okay, thank you. So um, basically I chose faith because my mind was very busy. And um, having started the practice in December, um, and just in general, trying to learn how to do everything as a business owner and then balance that with home. I just couldn't turn my brain off. So meditation and being able to, in the middle of a busy day, um, quiet that all down so that I could make decisions. Um, and I had never been in a position where I was the one to actually make the decisions before too. So it was very necessary for me to have that, um, to really sharpen that blade and um, focus on my mind and my faith that, that was everything was going to be okay. So that's where my focus has been that dominoed to everything else. So, so here's why I heard you say, tell me if this is correct, that you learn how to lead yourself and quote, unquote, your monkey mind. And we call your faith. It's not religious. Your faith is having a, a faith in something greater than you, a greater purpose that you have a purpose on this earth. Regardless if you're a Christian, Buddhist, Muhammad, whatever you put your faith into, but you yes. use meditation to calm your monkey mind and give yourself permission to be fully present to your thoughts, emotions. And you didn't before ever had to make decisions. You were a part of a team. But now all these decisions weigh on you. This is your new scratch practice that COVID hits. And so you learn how to lead yourself in the spiritual journey through meditation to be able to, to capture all these thoughts and, and to weave through them and work it out. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Listen, most people still don't know how to do that to lead themselves. Their brain leads them. That's where it comes stress, anxiety, uh, depression. I mean, you name it all because they can't control the thoughts in their brain right now, overwhelms them emotionally. So great yeah. job, Danny. Holy smokes. Well, I mean yeah, my brain still leads me sometimes, but not as much as it used to. So we got <laughs> Absolutely. It's still a journey, but. Oh, yeah. And it will continue to be until you can walk on water. You will have that problem. <laughs> All of us do, right? This is not about perfection. Who else? Let's talk about leading yourself first. I think Francis opened a great can of worms for us. You know, what about leading yourself? I'll, I'll take a stab at Sebastian, if you don't mind. Yep. So, you know, the my my whole mentality has just been shifted, especially the last six months, but over the last year where, where I, I relate so much to what Jeff's story was when, when I met, met you in January about 
the ball of stress. And as I came to realize later how much living I was doing for everybody else and practice and not in self and without self containment, without self fulfillment, there is nothing you can do. And the same scenario goes back to the mask on the plane. You put your mask on first before you put on anybody else, because if you're dead, there's no shit you can do. And I got to tell you, my biggest growth coming through this has, has really been one acknowledging that I was, I was bullshit myself. I was bullshit everybody around me to my persona and what it was that I, I was, you know, I always thought myself as a leader and I've been in leadership roles my whole life, but even that was bullshit because I was so afraid of failure. I was so afraid of judgment. I was so afraid of not exceeding the expectation I had set for myself that so many of us professionals do this level of attainment. And we work and we go and we lie, we bullshit and we burn out. And we become this walking empty container full of whatever crap we put into it that is nothing that we want. We want to get rid of it. And then I go home for, for, for a couple of years now. I go home and I take that shit. I dump it on the people that matter most to me. And mainly my wife and my kids. I'd be in that bad mood, fucked up jerk who'd come back and, and needed his own time. And I was a victim. I was a victim of my circumstance. I wasn't a leader. I was a victim. And coming through this and really the biggest tool in the takeaway was, hey, the universe doesn't owe you shit. It owes you nothing. You're going to get what you put into it. Everything else you do in life, you want to learn about implants, you learn about implants. Okay. You want to learn about running a practice, you study business mastery courses. But professionally, how to take care of ourselves on some, I mean, we call it our fire four. If you're invested in that here, you can't grow. You can't even see it. You don't know nothing. You know, and it's been such a huge takeaway as a personal leader coming back and acknowledging the shit mm-hmm. and then actually doing work. And it's fucking work and it's the best work you're ever going to do because the dividends pay themselves over and over and over and over. But you don't know what that even means yet because you've never even held the space and thought that, hey, you actually have to do something different because you still run that rat race your whole life. You got nowhere. You got nowhere, but you got old and fat. Maybe some dead. Woo! Who is this mofo? <laughs> Who is he, people? He's Did like, you remember him boom. 60 days ago? Boom! Just like, <laughs> hey, remember his most famous pod, his famous post? But you can't be in the middle. <laughs> remember? You be this, yep. be that. You can't be that. Do or oh, don't. Yep. Do or yep. Don't. Powerful. Hey, let me brag on you for a second. Anybody else, you can brag on each other. But, Arvin, that was the shift I saw in you when you just started owning everything. And you said, I have a contribution to the issue, have a contribution to the solution. But when you stop being the victim saying, I don't have a contribution to the issue. And you said, no, I have a contribution to the issue, so I have a contribution to the solution. And you start creating solutions. That's why I expect you leading yourself in the ass. Oh, I appreciate it. I'll unmute myself yeah. here so I don't talk. <laughs> You're fine, brother. Who else? Who else? Leading yourself. Give us an example. Tell me, because then we're going to talk about leading others. But leading yourself, give us a story. Give us a journey. Give us something specific. Like Danny talked about meditation. You know, uh, Arvid's talking about owning his shit. That's leading himself. That's the greatest form. Because no longer are you a victim. You're responsible. Part of the contribution to the issue, you have contribution to the solution. And that's power. You're not held hostage or a victim. Any other self-leadership. And Mike, he's just Mr. Exponential. Cascading. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Sebastian, I can add kind of to what I was saying before. Um, the one specific thing I think I learned was being willing and able to be vulnerable to 
pretty much anybody. Um, before I would be really concerned with the way a, a, a situation or what I was doing looked from the outside. So it kind of um, made you do things that didn't make any sense, bad decisions, just because you're concerned about the certain appearance you wanted to maintain. But once you can get rid of all that and learn how to be vulnerable and really expose, you know, the dark and bring it into the light, that really gives, um, takes away that stranglehold, all that stuff has on you. And it lets you really live in a life of power instead of just anxiety and depression. So I think the specific thing for me was to be, learn to be vulnerable. Oh, that is powerful. So we have an expression. We say this, give people a reason to reject you. Then you've given a reason to accept you. That's vulnerability. Watch this. Who's your baseball team, Mike? Cubs, of course. Cubbies, go Cubs. Woo. Of course. You're being very vulnerable because you're giving us a reason to reject you. <laughs> and to be honest, then, I live in St. Louis, so that's really easy. It's hard to do because I get a lot of shit for that. That's right. But then, I've had patients leave my practice because I'm a Cubs fan. Oh, no. That's hilarious. But by, by making that statement, Mike, you know what you did? You were vulnerable. You allowed people to reject you if they don't like the Cubs. But the ones that do love the Cubs, or at least respect the Cubs, and I respect you. You're standing for a team that can't win with crap. I mean, that. that. <laughs> but do you see that? Do you see yeah, what I'm sure. saying? Absolutely. That is horrible. And a lot of times we bullshit, but we don't say what we really like and what we come for. Right? That's awesome, Mike. Jill, Jeff, have you guys gone yet? Anything regarding self leadership? You guys have been in this journey longer. So I'm just going to tell you, Jill's been with this about a year now. And she went all the way through Heroes Calling, Heroes Challenge, now Heroes Council. She's in the Heroes Council. Jeff created this with me, so he's been here since day one. He was like, we were born out of the same womb. <laughs> so just let you guys know about them. They've been doing a lot of work, self-leadership on themselves. I'll let, I'll let Jill go. I'll let Jill go first because I think I'd like, not that we'd put each other on the spot of her, but uh, I'd like for her to share about her self-leadership and what that has taken in order to, she touched on it earlier and shed light on it, in order to move herself and, and part of her practice two hours away. And then that will also parlay into later her ability to also lead others because there's a lot of self-leadership that has to set up for that. So if you don't mind, Jill, I'm gonna put you on the spot first. Sure, hey, <laughs> You're why not? <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, um, it's funny because the first time we really came into the program. I, I of course had no problems whatsoever. <laughs> um, I was bringing my associate in because she had communication issues and a little anger management stuff. And um, along the way, if you're willing to open yourself up to the vulnerability aspect of things, you actually begin to uncover some things about yourself that, Oh, perhaps you could work on. So um, I was determined after that first weekend that my domino effect was finances. I have tons of projects going on and it was about getting some of those projects finished so that, um, money would come to fruition. But, um, everybody else around me that weekend kept telling me my domino effect was family, family, family. And I just, I just didn't believe them and I didn't really want to listen um, I was a single mom, or I am a single mom uh, for 10 years, and um, I have two twin girls that are 11, 
And um, I really hadn't dated in the last 10 years. Um, why? Because I've been through three failed marriages. And who needs that again, right? Um, so needless to say, um, the leadership that I needed to learn more about was leading myself and leading myself into um, how to love again and how to trust somebody again and how to be open um, to the type of person that I needed to be in my, my life for me because um, I'm not probably all that easy to deal with on a daily basis. Um, so within that realm of self-leadership, I actually opened myself up to living in the possibilities of not always having to control everything and, you know, just, just being open and vulnerable. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, when you, when you're willing to do something like that, you never know what's right around the corner. Um, things can change really fast. If you choose to, we wake up every morning making choices. Do we want to go to work happy? Do we want to go to work sad? We, we come home and we decide who are we going to shit on today? Are we going to shit on the kids? We're going to shit on the dog. We're going to shit on, um, a team member. Like who are we going to do what to, um, so you wake up every day with a choice. Well, how about this? You wake up every day doing your good stuff doing your fire formula, and before you ever even make contact with anybody else, you're in a good place. You're feeling strong and stable and happy and joyful, and you get to bring that to all the people around you. And that's what makes a true leader right there. Nothing else. Nothing else. Yes. Good. Well said, Jill. Well said. Yeah. Well, before you go, Jeff, does it, can anybody else relate to Jill? Because I think it's just Jill that takes you know, shit out on her dog, cat, kids, the patients, and her team. Is she the only one? No, not at all. No, if you've done it before, raise your hand. Let's not leave her hand, right? Yeah, we probably just did it today, too. <laughs> but the secret I heard you say, Jill, in self-leadership is taking that time in the morning, do the fire for, focus on your faith, fitness, family, and finance. One hour before you walk out the door, and that just grounds you, makes you present allows you to own the day and set your table for the rest of the day. Is that what you were saying? And that yes, is sir. work. And Arvin said earlier, Arvin said, it is work. It is work to discipline yourself, to give yourself permission, to connect spiritually, to meditate and journal, to write love notes to your loved one and your children and your friends, to be able to do some stretching exercise. Remember that your body is so significantly important to get your vision and have a healthy nutrition, either a juice drink or water or a green uh, smoothie. And then it's important to spend that 15 minutes to reach outside of your comfort zone in your business to expand and humble you to expand your business and to get a new revelation about your work. And so to do that an hour before you walk out the door, that is not easy. It is work. And it's, it's a commitment to yourself and leading yourself. So that's what, when you hear everybody says, no, doing the work, that's what they're talking about. So Jeff, how about yourself? Self-leadership. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I think that, uh, yeah, we have a saying that, it, that what, we, what we've created with, especially with the fire four and everything, it is very simple, but don't, don't confuse simple with being easy. And so it's not like I've said before, it's not the 67 steps to success. We don't, we don't have you doing 5,000 things. It's, it's doing four domains in four areas. 
And so simple does not mean easy. And like Arvin was saying, it does require work. You know, I remember once somebody asked me, what time do you go to work? And I was like, well, do you mean like working on patients or do you mean like working on me? Because I start my morning working on me relatively early. And there's a big, you know, distinction there. And so it all depends on your definition of it. But as far as self-leadership goes, um, you know, I think leadership is kind of like another one of those things in life that there is no finish line. And so constantly refining things. And I think the greatest thing about what's happened with COVID and, and us actually having to shift our whole business with Dental Syndicate and the hero's work and the hero's way and everything that we've done, having to put everything online and causing us to think different. It's been really a mindset shift for me in my own leadership in looking myself in the mirror and saying, okay, am I back to our foundation of living in integrity? And that's been one of the biggest things that I've had to look at for my own leadership to look at living this, that I, I've been living this way for over four and a half years. And it's very sustainable if you make the commitment to do it. But to live it at the highest level so you can lead it, not only to yourself, but to others, is the part where you've got to go back and you've really got to look at integrity. And that's where my leadership for my self-leadership has been the biggest growth for me over really incorporating this online and coming together and working with others. But I think that's just been one of the greatest things that I would say for, for self-leadership is like, okay, and just answering that question every day, am I in integrity? And we, and, and I'll say, and I fall out of integrity a lot, but then I clean it up because I have an opportunity to clean it up anytime that I'm out of it and get myself right back into integrity. And that's the beautiful thing. That's the greatest thing about our community is that we all have this really great foundation of knowing what integrity is and the ability that when we get out of integrity to be able to get back into it. And I think that's the first and strongest form of leadership self-leadership right there to have that background and that foundation to roll from is integrity. And I think that's what everyone said, Jeff. You said it so beautifully that everyone said it in a different way, but we go at our own pace. I love one time Mike said something. So I can't even articulate like him, by the way, I call him the prophet. So the, <laughs> what the prophet said was, you know, that we meet you where you're at and we help you go at your own pace. No one's forced to go any other pace, but your own, because that's your personal growth. But with integrity, you just acknowledge it. And I think that's exactly what every one of you guys said in a different way. You just acknowledge, hey, this is not working for me. You acknowledge it, first of all, and then you declare, this is what I'm committed to doing. And then when you're committed to doing this, whatever this is, things are going to happen because you've never done it before. Shit's going to happen. Circumstance is going to happen. And it's going to get you, like you said, Jeff, out of integrity. But how do you get back in? Acknowledge I'm out of integrity. Let me clean up the shit, getting out of integrity, get back in integrity to my word, to my commitment. So I just love the fact you went there and because now everybody got to see how each of you said it in a different way. And, and, and like Danny always says this, no, I'm still fucked up here. I'm still this. I'm, no one's ever perfect in this game, but the power is this, to acknowledge it and get back into integrity. Acknowledge I'm out of integrity, get back in integrity. That's power. That's mm -hmm. great power. So, Anybody have anything you would say on integrity? If not, I got a question for Francis to lead us in closing this conversation. Anybody have anything you want to say about integrity? You well, good? I kind of follow up for just a second um, on Please. that. And the fact that you can be out of integrity 
and acknowledge it and get immediately back into it is a great thing because before I think most dentists in our profession have this unrealistic per, um, perception of what our perfection and our job should be. So any tiny little mistake we make, it's almost a shameful, shameful thing. And all those tiny little mistakes over time build up in your head and create a huge dumpster fire. Um, so the fact that you can acknowledge those mistakes, share them with other people, and then immediately do something to rectify it allows you to not have that shame and guilt and that dumpster fire eventually that can, uh, you know, just derail a life. So I think that concept of integrity that has, as you guys have spelled it out, is just a very powerful definition and tool. So, so Mike, I'm going to elaborate on what you just said there. By the way, everybody, Mike made this great drawing of a dumpster fire. We're all getting the tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it is right. We can put it right here on our guns. That's right. That's right, Arvin. Uh, but uh, but here's what it is. Here, you are in the profession, in the medical profession. Number one, suicide. Number one, divorce. Because all the stress, like you said, you guys do. What, what's that measurement? Jeff always pissed me off because I don't know the word. Not millimeters smaller than that. Microns. <laughs> Microns. I mean, what the hell? I didn't know there was such a measurement. That's how detailed you guys have to be. And just like you said, Mike, so we are that way with our life. Like, I don't want you to see that little micron mistake I made. That micron fight I got my spouse. That micron self-hatred I have myself. The disappointment. And you hide everything in the shadow or the darkness. And then nothing works. Because there's so much energy hiding that. Don't look over here, guys. Don't look over here. I'm, I'm hiding my micron bullshit. Because I think I have to be perfect. And when we say your integrity, we say you stand in the light, whole and complete, lacking nothing. Because you're not hiding anything in the shadows or in the darkness. We are not saying you're perfect. We're saying you're standing in the light, exposed. Your darkness and your light, all of you. That's why you want. Listen, everybody here talking. They are super vulnerable. No one here is perfect. No one tries to say they're perfect. In fact, the more we do this work, the more fucked up we realize we are. <laughs> and all of us will agree. We're like, oh, shit. Man, I am that messed up. Because I'm in the light, home complete, lacking nothing. Not hiding anything in the shadows. Not hiding anything in the darkness. Does not mean I'm perfect. It means I accept me first and foremost for all of me. My light and my dark. My success and my mistakes. Because I'm a holistic person. So thank you guys for going there. So here's how we're getting close. We got 10, 15 minutes left here. I'm going to ask Francis to start. You guys did a great job explaining leading yourself. You did a great job explaining in leadership. When you lead yourself, put the oxygen mask on, you can lead others. Now, tell me, what's the challenge you're going through leading others right now? It could be family, profession, neighbor, dog, anybody, but leading others. Or what's the success you've had leading others? So well, I'm not saying that we're all there, right? We have, we're still might be in some challenges leading others. We might have some success stories of leading others in the last 60, 90 days. Who's first? I'd like to go if you don't mind, coach. So I found the struggles with leading others is making others realize what it is to do work. What does work actually mean to somebody else? Letting them hold space for a completely different narrative than they have told themselves. Because when you're in it, you can't see that the shit's right in front of you. Until you can step out globally and take a look at what the actual scenario and situation is, you can't even see it. You can't hear it, you can't see it, you can't speak it. Because you don't know what it is. And you can never discover what it is without putting in effort, time, money, communication, work. That's all it is. 
that's the greatest struggle and getting someone to, to see that and not be defensive, to not push you away, to not attack you because you're different than what they are because they're not used to seeing what you see. And it's just perspective. If you can get someone to change their perspective, you can open up and they can admonish what's going on. But again, it's getting that person to that state and how to effectively communicate with them because we all communicate differently. But the minute the walls go up, how to diffuse that down because walls go up a lot of times when your truth is different than your truth. My truth is different than your truth, you know, but at the same time, successes, they exist. And I've had successes with my kids telling them, Hey, you know, with, with COVID shutdown, the school, my friends and life's so terrible, changing their perspective, putting it positive, telling them what to do, leading them. And I've seen the benefit that's happened here and being present. That's just it being present, at least with me, for the kids. That's awesome. Arvin. Do you guys, um, have you guys experienced why people resist your transformation? Because you guys are doing the work. Are you doing the work? Jill, holy crap, doing the work. Francis, all of you guys doing the work. Do you know why people will resist you doing the work? Just let's guess. What do you think? Because they're not. Yeah, but exactly. And because they're well, not, what, what, why are they resisting? Well, I, I feel like I can't make somebody be ready for like, I, when, when during the pandemic, you know, we had an opportunity to join the 30 day challenge. And so that's when I had met you guys in Jamaica. I had seen you and met you through the AACA. Um, I feel like it was something I had been introduced to through Dr. Galler with his dental anxiety lecture and the gallery community had already created that safe spot for us to be to mess up as dentists and to screw up and to say, you know what, I don't like the path I'm on and I need, I need help guidance. You know, somebody to look at me and say like, why are you doing this? Like you're a good dentist. Like you need to go be on your own or whatever that is. I had to be ready to hear it. And Mike had to be ready for me to come home from Jamaica and tell him about it. And so you just can't make some just like alcoholism and, you know, shopping addiction or whatever your thing is like, mine is just like, like Jill, I didn't have a problem. <laughs> I'm fine, you know, but I had to be ready to, to give that time to myself. So I can't make somebody else. I can't shove it down somebody's throat. And I, we just, I want to share what, what I've gotten from this. And then hopefully when you guys are all ready we're there for you. Well, maybe I'll say different. And I hundred percent agree. We can never change anyone. That's when we give away our power. We can only transform ourselves. But why do you think some people are afraid of our transformation? Put it that way. We become an invitation transformation. We become an invitation. If you guys know Arvid, man, he's totally different. Mike Shazam. You know, I'm serious. From since we said Francis smiles, man. She used to look in the camera. I got scared. <laughs> she started smiling. Like, ah, it's party time, you know. But why do you think people will be afraid of our transformation? Just, just put yourself in their shoes. If we change, they're afraid they what? They're gonna be left behind, and they have to change. Mm -hmm. And change is scary for everyone. So, so even, I want to. Yeah, say that. Don't I want to. I want to. I want to say something here about this is this whole process has changed my whole frame of mind, not only from a leadership aspect, but also, well, let me just tell you what I'm saying. Um, so we have a concept about setting our own table 
And at our table, it's our choice what our life gets to look like, right? So we get to invite people to sit at our table with us. And sometimes as a leader, especially as a business owner, you may have invited an employee, something, maybe even some patients to sit at the table with you. But all of a sudden you look up and you're eating their crumbs. And instead of having the feast that you want, the business that you want, the family that you want, the relationships that you want, you're just taking everybody's crumbs and they are happy to give you their crumbs. I mean, they're happy to give them to you, aren't they? So what COVID did for me was I got a few people off of my table. I uninvited them. I, I, I lovingly asked them to stay away after COVID. And that opened up space for some new people to be invited to come into my table. And, you know, it's a huge change. Like we had our best month ever in Invisalign starts, like 14 of them. Um, the first month after COVID opened. <laughs> wow. I mean, that doesn't make sense, but it's because of the people I invited to the table no longer were happy to give me their crumbs. They were ready to feast with me. And when somebody at your table is ready to feast with you, then it's a party. It is a party and you can celebrate and you can invite more people that want to have that same party. That, that might was, not have made sense, but no, that was beautiful. And Joe, I just want to make sure everyone heard the main key point that you said here. As a leader, she chose no more. No more eating crumbs off her table that someone else brought. She's setting the table. If you don't like what she's serving, sorry, you're uninvited. And she said she led, she sat her table, she set her table, and people joined, and she had the best production. Is that what you said? So notice that it's starting off leading yourself and then you can lead others. It's so powerful. And just to let you guys know, we are so self-aware that we get excited. We're passionate because we have self-transformation and we scare some people because they say, oh, shit, Sebastian, you could change. Oh, Jeff, I know you. Oh, my God, if you could change, that must mean I might have to change. And I'm kind of scared of that. So we come into this knowing that we can scare people. Even as we want to be an invitation for people to join us on this journey, we can scare them. It's intimidating to be able to let go and read something, receive something new with open hands. So we're going to close this up. Oh, my gosh, I could listen to you guys all day. But each of you guys go around and just you're going to be an invitation to your gallery, your friends. And all you're going to do is you're going to say, hey, I think, um, you know, I'm hearing all these stories you guys talking about. Why wouldn't I give it a 30-day challenge, a free challenge to try? You guys are going to be on there. You're going to be sharing your biggest takeaway every day. You're quote, unquote, going to be leading us by example, by you feeding yourself, leading yourself. Why, why wouldn't I join? And they just need you to give them your stripe on the beach ball, your perspective. Hey, here's why I would join. If I got to do it all over again with, with what you know, this is one or two reasons why I would join. Does that make sense? So who wants to go first? And first of all, Francis, you already told us in advance that you might go early because your goddaughter's there and you're so amazingly here. Harvard's <laughs> daughters, the kids, children are waiting for him there. Mike is trying to chase a rainbow. We saw you, Mike. <laughs> in the backyard, the kids, rainbow, rainbow. You know, all of us have lives. Jill's came out of her car after driving two hours one way or another. Jeff just had 8 a.m. to what, 5.30? Straight, no lunch. But we all came here because we want to give it away. We have expression. 
If it's good for us, we have to give it away, give it back to the universe, give the energy back, keep the world going. And that's why everyone's here. So in advance, I'm thinking all of them, but let's close with this. Now in hindsight, give us one or two reasons why, your personal reasons, why they should join the free challenge like you guys did and start your journey. Who's first? Can I go first? Cause I really yeah. have to go. Yeah. You go baby. Thank you. Um, I want to just share that um, this whole time has been more amazing than I could have imagined and even got deeper into the first half of this 90 day edition. Uh, I have gotten bolder. I've gotten more confident. I've gotten more assertive. I've stepped out of my box. I've gotten more in touch with myself than I ever have. Meditation has been absolutely key for me. And uh, basically with that meditation, I'm listening to myself that is telling me the truth instead of spinning around, spinning around in circles. Like if I stay in bed a little bit longer, I spin in circles, spin in circles. And then I'm like, hey, I need to be downstairs meditating because I am going to, okay, my love. Um, I'll be right there. I don't have to spin anymore. I can just be like, okay, what's real? And mm. miraculously, after a little bit of journaling and, and, and sitting with it, I see the truth. I feel the truth. And that brings a confidence and an awareness that is empowering. And I definitely feel it. So it's been very, very, very important. Thank you so much, Francis. Thank you. But I have a good go. Gotta get love on this girl. Well, well you're Bye. loving Thank on you. us too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And, and, and the comments, more so on the videos, my stupid videos, everybody else's videos are so amazing. And, and being able to share in that is yeah. it's more learning on great. top of more learning. Awesome. I love you guys. Love you, Francis. I'll see you Bye, soon. Fred. Okay. Safe trip, Francis. Bye, yeah. thank you. Bye. All right, who's next? What are two things you, why now looking hindsight, why you would join the challenge if it was offered to you the first time? What, what's working for you basically? So I can go if you don't mind. So I know um, the people who will be watching this is probably a big group of people. And <laughs> I know a lot of you guys are really awesome. You're all awesome. All the people, the Gallerites, the AAC, everyone here. Um, I know, though, there's probably some of you out there that are living a life of anxiety, having depression, probably on some kind of medication, um, some kind of sedation, um, maybe having some dark thoughts. Um, and I can relate to those things because I had those myself. I was in a, living a, a slow, steady decay into this. I don't know what. I don't know what I was going to be, but now um, after doing this, I can honestly and with conviction say that I live in a state of joy. My anxiety is completely gone. Um, I don't take any sedation medicine, any kind of anxiety pills anymore. Um, so just for those changes in itself, I mean, it's, I mean, why wouldn't you do it? If you could just do that mm. and not get anything else out of it, just become a steady state. That's awesome. But then once you're in the state of joy, the whole world just opens up to you. Things that I didn't even realize were there are there. And then it's just now game on. Let's let's go. Let's go. So that's well, Mike, there, there's another state besides joy. I experience you a lot. That state of vulnerability. I mean, just to be able to tell everyone that. Right. But that state of vulnerability 
also has the other side of the coin, power. You are Absolutely. so fucking powerful, man. You say things with conviction, confidence, like, hey, take it or leave it. But because you've taken yourself, you own yourself. And that's a fucking powerful place to be. And I experience you not only joyful, vulnerable, but vulnerable equals power. Power equals vulnerability. And you just, you, you sit in there so beautifully. So thank you for that. Really sure, do. Definitely. So I just call it my state of joy, but it's actually, it's just, just like Sebastian said, it's, I live in a state of power. I can control everything in my life and I have 100%, 100% confidence in what I would do is going to some way or the other be okay. Yeah. Awesome so, job, Mike. Dude, that guy's sexy. Danny was looking and she's like, come on, baby. Give <laughs> me a hot night tonight. <laughs> Who's next? I can go and um, I'll follow what with, you know, if, if I didn't have, I'm so grateful that I w am on this journey with Mike, but if I didn't have somebody in my same house doing this with me, which a lot of us, you know, a lot of us in the group don't, um, you know, I, I need accountability. You know, it's like um, committing to working out, you know, it's nice to have a personal trainer, you know, this is, you guys are my community. And, um, and I know that when I wake up and I'm like, uh, maybe I just take a day off or I won't, you know, I, I, I second, I stop and I realize that I need to be an in integrity to the group. And, you know, we're there to help each other, to make comments on each other's, um, posts and videos and to support each other. So, um, that's what, um, that's what attracted me to this group. So, um, gallerites, I know whether you're, I'm in the rumpus room chat with you or the arch madness chat with you or, um, gallerites one, two, three, four, and 46. Um, you know, we have fun. That's like our community. And that is very similar to what we have here with um, Dental Syndicate. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, thank hey, you. Hey, my it's question awesome. to everybody is, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Just get in here and try it for 30 days. What, you lose a couple extra pounds? Eh, all right. <laughs> That's the worst thing that could happen to you, you know? You lose some people that, that aren't healthy in your life that you choose to get off your table. Hey, it's probably not a bad thing to lose, right? Um, you lose some depression. Hey, that's probably not bad either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just, just, you don't have anything to lose. Just yeah. give it a whirl. Yeah. Amen. I love that. That's exactly what Mike said. That's why he joined. Why like, right. What do you got to lose? And he lost a bunch of pills. <laughs> <laughs> he threw those bad boys away. Right. All right. So I'll wrap it up too. you know, Everyone that's in the AACA, the Gallerites now it's joined. What's the number one thing that you come to realize within this group? Okay. They put it in a saying, or saying I should say, we are family. But that in itself is an accomplishment of what is community. This is community. Okay. The AACA is a great community here. I don't know everybody. There's thousands of them here. But what did this quest really show for us? It gave you an opportunity to get real, to get raw you know, to let it out in a safe place because end of the day, you know, how much of your life is ruled by fear and, and don't bullshit yourself. How much fear do you have on a daily basis on whatever different level from your personal life to your profession here? You fear so much. You fear talking about it. You fear questioning it. If you're ever thinking about this right now, there's fear. 
because there wasn't any fear, you'd be like, fuck yeah, let's hop on this island of misfit toys, okay? Because that's all we are, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love it. Like that. <laughs> so so uh-huh. you gotta you gotta you gotta get uncomfortable, you know, and, and open that up because man, what do you have to lose? You get to lose everything. So you can have anything. I mean, you've heard those sayings. Let it all go. There is just opportunity. Sebastian says it best. It is abundance. What do you have to gain? You get to gain abundance. And you get to lose all the other shit behind. Yeah. Good. So, well, my stars, you guys are on fire, mother, daughter, Jeff. I don't, I'm afraid to even ask you to say anything. <laughs> go for it, brother. You wrap it up. You know, I'll say this. You know, it's it's easy to look at at people like if you look at Sebastian, maybe, and myself, and say, well, these guys are are leading this movement, and they must have all their shit together. And and the truth is, is that we don't. I mean, we're just like every other human being. We're constantly still evolving and we're constantly still expanding. And I really think that that's really one of the purposes in life is to continue to expand. And so my question for you is this, like when you sit there and ask, well, why me? Why now? I'll just take you back to a little bit about my quick past and let you see. I've been doing this now for over four and a half years. But where I was at before was not a great place. I was in a very dark place. I'd already burnt out one marriage all the way back in, in uh, 2000 and let's see, 12. And so that was just, it was an awful place. And you know, I got my shit back together I had been remarried. And, but some of the same patterns started to happen, just throwing myself constantly into work. And then I opened a second practice. And then, you know what? I didn't necessarily treat that like the business that it should have been. I wasn't necessarily leading in that practice. I took all of that fucking stress and I brought that home and I just bled it all over my family. And and like Arvind was talking about earlier. And over time, it just started to to deplete the love. And, And like Mike was talking about the joy and the happiness in myself and in my family. I knew I wasn't a, a pleasure, pleasurable person to be around. And it's like, my kids didn't wanna be around me. I wasn't present. And I certainly wasn't present with my wife. And then like I shared before, you know, at the AACA when we were in Jamaica, I mean, my wife said to me, it's just like, Jeff, I didn't fucking sign up for this shit. And that was like, you talk about like a fucking two by four between the eyes, that was a two by four. And that was a moment that I knew if I didn't change, I'd be headed down the, the door toward divorce number two. And then Lord knows what else, you know, depression and all the other stuff along with that. I was already heavily drinking at that time. I was just, I was a mess. My health was not in a great place. I was not in a great place, but I had to change. And the point being is, is that it's completely possible if you choose to change your story. The thing that I'm going to have you start to take a look at when you take a look at the facts that are going on in your life currently, and then you look at all the feelings and the emotions that are surrounding those current facts. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself, do I like where I'm at today? Do I like how I feel today? And if the answer is yes, awesome. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. If the answer is no, or I'd like to light myself on fire in a great way or take myself to a different level, then you have to change your story. 
That's the only way that the results will ever change for you ever. And the only way to do that is to put a pattern interrupt into your framework. And that's exactly what we do with the fire four is we introduce a frame that allows you to reframe your morning game and put yourself in a place of power and allows you to take that power now and dump that into the productivity for your day. And, and, and as every single one on the panel here has said, that overflows and cascades into everybody else that you come into contact with, whether it be your family, whether it be your teams, whether it be your patients, whether it be your neighbors, all of those people get to benefit just because of who you are showing up and being. And there's a big difference. So if you want to be, as Mike was saying, the best version of you, then as Jill said, what have you got to lose? Take 30 days, try it on just like you're trying on a hat. And if the hat fits great, awesome. The hat doesn't fit great, no problem. You know, that's cool. And so we just want you guys to have an opportunity to change things. And that's why we do, just like we said, want to give it away. And I, and I love this work. I mean, this work has become something that is the way in which I will live. And I can guarantee every single day I'll get up and I will do the work just because that's what I'm committed to doing. And I'm committed to my vision, which is to have impact in my family. And then for us as a vision with Dental Syndicate to eradicate divorce, depression, sedation, and suicide in our profession. And that's the whole reason why we're here. And not, not to put a dent in it, not to punch it in the face, but to fucking eradicate it and make a huge difference and shift our entire profession. So I'm asking you, to come along for the ride and we'd love to have you join us on this journey and to be a part of this movement. So awesome. thank you guys. Definitely. That's awesome. And the one thing I realized, unless you guys know, I think we're the only organization that works with the doctor themselves. We don't give a shit about your practice. Well, in a sense we do. We're not trying to sell you another product, another tool in your hand, another system to work and make more money. We want to work on you, your faith, your fitness, your family, your finance, all of you. And we do that through a one. The first step is called the fire formula. We do a power hour in the morning before we leave the door or hit the door. Okay. Anybody want to say anything in closing to your gala rights? Anybody want to say anything is anything popping your head? We good? I'll say, I'll say thank you. Thank you, David, for putting together such an amazing community. Yes. And thank you for letting us come into your community because it is truly one of the only other places that I've ever felt any type of sense of such deep family and connection with its members that really truly do give a shit about one another and what's yes. going on in somebody else's life. So thank you, David, for taking the time to create that and to push for it and to make it happen because that's a unique, uh, that's a unique characteristic and that says a lot about your leadership. And thank you, Gallerites, for also taking that on and making that grow bigger than the individual who just formed it. So thank you guys. Excellent. So we're going to give you a little piece of our community of fire formula. We believe when we receive something, we need to give it away. We don't get a hold and keep it. We don't have a closed fist. We hold things like this so we can receive and give away, receive and give away. We're in this constant state of growth. We do this work every day. As uh, Arvid said, every day we do the work. And so we're receiving every day and we're giving away every day. And so we're going to give you how we give it away. And Jeff, you're the last one, so give it away. 
All right, here, we're going to count it down. We're going to go four, three, two, one, and we're going to yell, give it away. So here we go. Four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Give it away. Give it away. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you for being here and giving yourself away to the Galleride community and Galleride family. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Peace. Love you guys. Bye bye, y'all.